Good morning, friends. It has been a hot minute since I recorded a podcast. <laughs> so, hello. I hope you guys are doing great. Um, I've just kind of been in a funk lately where I haven't been feeling very creative. And, yeah, I'm going to be completely honest. I haven't known what to talk about because things have been just hectic. We've been trying to get ready to plant corn, fixing sprinkler systems. We just got done branding our cattle this past weekend. And that's that's exactly I'm going to talk to you about um, branding cattle and why we do it, what the purpose is behind it. Um, I know a lot of times whenever we talk about branding cattle, it can be kind of romantic. You know, uh, you think about the way of the West and big brandings and um, cattle drives and different things like that. Because back in the day, that's all they had for a form of identification was a brand. Um, And that's a lot of what people utilize today still. It's evolved over the years. Obviously, every state's a little bit different because their laws are different. Um, Like in Kansas, it's a register by the state. Um, And then I know in Texas, it's actually a register by the county. So it's a little bit different. And depending on um, where you're at in the great United States, your laws are a little bit different. So, and I think it's kind of cool because, yes, you do still have that old school branding and the whole romance and the tradition and the legacy behind it and gathering cattle out on the range. Um, but then you also have a more modern day of branding where people still utilize it. Um, they still rope and drag calves or they might mug calves or however it might however they might do it, or run them through a chute. Um, There's so many different ways you can brand an animal, and there's so many different practices, and really what matters is what works best for you. (laughs) I know I've talked about that so many times, Um, but today I'm going to kind of talk about uh, how branding is important, why we utilize it. I know um, I've talked a little bit about identification with tagging, but now I'm going to talk about identification with branding. Um, So whenever branding first came around, it was like in the 2700 BC, I think, from the Egyptians. And they used to brand their oxen and their cattle. And then somehow, whenever um, the Americans moved to the U.S., it was introduced to them somehow, some way. And I'm not entirely sure of the in-between. That's a little gray lines. I don't know. And I don't want to tell you wrong. (laughs) Um, But it's something that you can probably Google and find the answer for on the great world wide web. (laughs) Um, But branding has been used as a form of identification for eons, eons and eons. Uh, Before we even had uh, tags or before we had EID numbers, before we had any of that. And if you're not aware of what EID numbers, it's actually just a, it's a tag that's stuck in an animal's ear, but it's a form of technology that they can wave a wand over it and it actually sends it to computer. It's really cool tracking. Um, a lot of the dairymen use it. I know that. I'm not entirely sure. I don't believe ranchers use it as much as like dairymen and feed yards. But it is a really cool source of EID. The benefits of a brand, um, and that's what I'm going to talk about, is it is not removable. So once an animal is branded, either via hot iron or freeze branding, and a hot iron is it was literally a hot iron. It's put into into a fire. It gets really, really hot, and then it's branded on the animal. And a freeze brand 
is the opposite. It is actually placed with dry ice and then it's a freeze brand and it just changes the color of the pigmentation for the skin and the hair will grow back uh, white. So that's the difference between a freeze brand and a hot brand. A lot of people um, in the purebred business use freeze brands. And then in your commercial cow-calf operations or just um, people out on the range, well, they will actually utilize hot irons more. Um, the freeze brand is kind of more on the purebred side of things. So that is kind of, that's a fun fact. <laughs> uh, the hot irons are utilized a lot. A lot of people still use hot irons. A lot of people still rope and drag and brand. A lot of people still do this tradition. A lot of people don't rope and drag. They actually just run them through a chute. And there's several different uh, ways to do it. We used to run them through a chute for a long time, um, but we actually started dragging them a couple years ago when I moved home just because, well, I went to a neighbor's branding and I really liked doing it. And it was so much easier on the crew. It was so much easier on the calves. It was so much easier on me. Pushing calves through a chute is very, very hard work, and just roping and dragging went so much faster. It seemed like our cattle were handled better. It was a lot less stress on the animals. It was a lot less stress on us. Uh, we just, I just really, really like it personally. But every operation is different. Like I have preached on this for years and years and years. If you have been following along with me at all on social media, it's really about what works best for you. It's not about what works best for anybody else. Um, and there's so many different techniques you can utilize. And the big thing with big brandings, um, so we always do our brandings whenever we're moving to our big pasture. Uh, because our big pasture is across the highway. They're kind of out of sight, out of mind. But so the biggest thing with branding them is nobody can just walk off with them and steal them. Uh, because whenever, uh, if somebody takes them to the sale barn, if they steal them and they take them to the sale barn or however that might be, or trying to sell them on the black market, well, our brand is going to get ran through there and they're going to be like, well, did you buy these animals? And then they'll call us. And it really just helps solve some of uh, the theft issues that you can have with cattle rustling and everything like that. And that's also another reason why back in the day, they used to brand them is because, well, there were a lot of cow rustlers. And, uh, you know, this whole place was open <laughs> on the great trails from Dodge all the way to Mexico. You know, I mean, how many cattle got stolen or how many cattle got lost? So branding is such a cool, it really is just a neat thing that the Western way of life does. And it's, it's not harmful to the animals. Um, yes, they will scab over and burn, but other than that, it doesn't hurt them. And after that brand heals, they're completely fine. And the best thing about it too, is it's a, um, whenever you're gathering in the pasture, it's also, you know, say if your cattle get mixed and one people have, you have the same color ear tags or, um, the neighbors have all black cows, you have all black cows, but you have different brands and you'd be able to sort them that way. So it's really a great way all around for identification. Um, it can't be cut out of their ear like an ear tag, which I don't know if I said that. I don't remember. I think I did already talk about that, but it can't be cut out of their ear. Uh, it can't be pulled out. You know, cows, they like to rub on stuff. Animals like to rub on stuff. 
and sometimes those ear tags get broken off or the button comes off or they rub on something and they break their ear or they pull it out or whatever it might be. Uh, cattle are seem to be, we always have some that lose their ear tags, but they can never lose a brand. That brand is there until the day that they die and it's still there on their hide whenever they go and on to the next part of the food chain. So that's the biggest reason behind branding. It's always so much fun to have your family and your friends come to and help you with your branding. I know we always have uh, our some of my best friends and our family comes and helps us with our branding. And it's, it's just a really great time of fellowship and getting together and laughing and having fun, eating good food, loving what you do. It really is one of the cool parts about this western way of life and just the whole romanticizing it part on that side it's not always romantic but that part is you know when you see the western movies and it very much is the same today as it is in those western movies so it's pretty interesting obviously our practices are a lot better we know where to give shots now so we don't contaminate the meat um, or bruise the beef in any way we have a lot better handling skills our sorting skills are better um, withdrawal dates you know all of that fun stuff that we keep into consideration whenever we brand because we don't want to potentially harm the food industry after it leaves our ranch um, and that's something that I've been more invested into especially since we're direct marketing our beef i mean i've always taken it with so much pride and due diligence and making sure we treat our animals with the very best ability but i know it you just take it to heart a little bit more whenever you see those carcasses come back um, and whenever you have beef that you raised from your ranch <laughs> you know how it was handled everything and you can see that end result in your deep freeze which I just think it's kind of cool because a lot of people will be like, oh, it doesn't matter because they're going so-and-so. But eventually that animal will end up on a plate somewhere. And that I want every person who has beef or ever tastes beef to have a really great experience with beef. Um, and it is one of those products. You know, it's not like chicken <laughs> where you can basically cook it in the Instant Pot for 10 minutes and it tastes like chicken. You know, beef is very dependent on how you cook it, how it's handled, um, all of the things that go into it. So it matters. It matters how we handle it. And it matters how you handle chickens too. <laughs> but beef is a lot more finicky than chicken. And there's so many more different genetics out there for beef. Um, there's Hereford, there's Angus, there's Brahmin, there's Charlays, there's Cementals, there's all of these different breeds. Um, and that's the cool thing too about the beef industry. It's not vertically integrated. So there's a lot of different variation in the product um, and how it's handled, the genetics, all of that goes into huge play whenever you direct market or whenever it ends up on your plate. Um, whereas the chicken industry or even the pig industry, it's all, you know, the same breed. They do the same thing, the same every day, all day. And it's in this big, I don't want to call it a factory farm because it's not a factory farm. But it is, it's all vertically integrated and that animal really never leaves that place, that facility, until they go to process. Whereas uh, beef, it could come from a ranch in Texas and then go to a feed yard in Kansas and then go to a processing facility in Colorado. Or it could even be go to a ranch, it could be raised on a ranch in Texas, go to a stalker operation in Oklahoma, you know, run on wheat pasture, 
and then it could go to a feed yard in Kansas, and then it could go to a processing facility in Nebraska. So there's so many different steps, but that's the cool part about the beef industry is that um, it's not vertically integrated. There's so much variation. There's so many different producers out there. Everybody does it different. There's a lot of different genetics, um, and it's really neat how we can all learn from each other. So kind of got on a big old long tangent about... Uh, how the beef industry isn't vertically integrated. But I hope you got the gist of branding, what all goes into branding, spring brandings, fall brandings. Um, everybody loves branding. <laughs> everybody loves to go to brandings. And I know there's a lot of day workers out there who loves to go to brandings too. Um, but it's not all just about the brandings once a year. It's also about the little daily in between moving cattle, making sure we're taking care of the grass making sure we're taking care of the cattle, putting out salt and mineral, giving them the very best nutrition that we know how to do. Um, it all plays a part of the big picture. So I hope that answered your guys' question and explained to you a little bit more about why we brand, the point of branding. Um, I will hit, in on, hit on, we also do, whenever we brand, we also give vaccinations. We give a five-way, which is just like a, helps them with, their respiratory issues. Um, cattle can get viruses just like we can. Uh, they can get sick just like we can, so we give them vaccines. Um, we also give them a tetanus shot. We also give them a black leg, uh, which is caused by a clostridium. Um, we don't really see it anymore, but I know back in the day they used to really suffer with black leg and that's the point of vaccines uh, and that's the point of why you should get vaccinated too it helps with measles and you know the stuff that we don't have to deal with anymore because we have vaccines same concept in cattle and then we also give them we do back pour to prevent lice and then also deworm them so and we just make sure they're the healthiest that they can be and set them up for the most success so I hope that explained to you why we brand cattle, what we do at branding, why it's important, um, and really all of the details. So I hope this helped you. And if you have any more questions, you guys can find me on social media at Luddy.McKinney or on Facebook at MC Bar Meat Co. or even The Round Top. So we will talk to you guys soon. Have a blessed Thursday.